Mike here doing a little political chatter, a little dive into some of the politics of the day. And obviously it relates to Joe Biden. We're going to get to something I consider to be very, very embarrassing for the president. And it also will embarrass us on the national and global stages whenever he walks out. I'm just going to give you the punchline to all of this first. Mine's going blank now. Yeah, it is. It is, sir, right? My mind's going blank now. Yeah, it's very, very concerning to us. But I first want to lead off with uh, a very interesting moving of the goalposts once again. Dr. Fauci has once again moved the COVID-19 goalposts and hasn't given us really a strong reason for doing this. We are now being told that if you want to be considered fully vaccinated, you have to have three doses. That's what he's expecting this to be. Here's the Fauci-Roo from yesterday. I would not at all be surprised that the adequate full regimen for vaccination will likely be three doses. So we first had to take two weeks to stop the spread, to flatten the curve. And now here we are over a year and a half later. We have been vaccinated. Most of us vaccinated. A majority of the country vaccinated. And now we're being told there will be a third vaccine, not a shot, not a third new vaccine, but a third shot for most people who've had the two. What happened to the idea of the booster? Can we get some clarity on that, please? I would like that, please. I also um, hope the House comes back in session today and actually spend some time paying tribute to the 13 men and women who were killed in the terror attack in Afghanistan. And uh, it should have happened on Tuesday. On Tuesday, several members of the GOP made an attempt to have the names of the victims of the terror bombing, the murder victims of the terror bombing, have their names read into the congressional record where they will be forever. But that was stopped. Debbie Dingell, congressperson from Michigan, gaveled the session out because they didn't want that done. I guess they're waiting for Nancy Pelosi to be there. She wasn't there at the moment. But this is how it happened on Tuesday. When the GOP attempted to get those names read, they need to be read. They need to be given the the congressional gold medal. These are heroes who bravely lost their lives because of the incompetence of this president. What a tragedy. But here's here's the gaveling out. So those names could not be read. The House stands adjourned until noon on Friday, September 3rd, 2021. You heard the objections. But I guess we're going to wait until Nancy's there to make sure she or her colleagues read them. I just don't get it. Just honor the people, would you? Just honor, please. You know, we still have um, Americans left behind, despite the fact that Joe Biden promised, promised that we would stay there. I, I remember, I'm old enough to remember when he actually made that promise when he was talking to George Stephanopoulos. 
So Americans should understand that troops might have to be there beyond August 31st. And if there are American forces, if there's American citizens left, we're going to stay till we get them all out. The bu- mm, yeah, there's American citizens there till we get them all out. Is, is that the truth? Bottom line, 90% of Americans in Afghanistan who wanted to leave were able to leave. He said 90% after he guaranteed all of us, and we're being told there was a correction by the White House that it was 95% or 98%. It still means there are Americans there, and they're stuffed if they can't get out, and the Taliban's not exactly being helpful. The State Department has talked about this, about Americans who are left behind as well. I mean, we have uh, Americans that get stranded in, in, uh, in countries all the time. Oh, so that's how we justify it. The president said we get them all out. But now the key is to just say, well, it happens all the time. No, you don't make a promise, then change the promise. You can't do it. That's not how that works. It's not how it works. Ugh, so maddening. Uh, a reporter asked the State Department, by the way, about the people that we are allegedly vetting, the people who we are going to see come here to America. What happens if if one of those people fails the vetting process? I would assume the State Department has a policy for what happens with those uh, applicants whose vetting is not successful. Uh, we do have uh, a plan, um, but again, these aren't always plans that uh, we can detail publicly. Uh, We have a plan. I swear to you we have a plan. Like you had a plan to get everybody out. Not not exactly true, I'm just saying. And then there was yesterday where Joe Biden was speaking to a council of rabbis via a Zoom meeting. I wonder why he didn't meet with them in person. Maybe the rabbis didn't want to do it. Uh, He uh, also put his foot in his mouth by claiming Joe Biden did that uh, he visited with the community at the Tree of Life synagogue after the shooting. There's one small problem. The Tree of Life synagogue disputes that and said, no, he wasn't there. Joe said, I remember spending time at the, you know, going to the, you know, the Tree of Life synagogue and speaking with them. And the executive director of the Tree of Life synagogue says, no, Biden did not visit the synagogue in the nearly three years since the fatal anti-Semitic attack. No, he didn't visit. Not even before taking office when he had a lower profile. He never visited. But what was really weird about this, this Zoom meeting Joe Biden had with the synagogue, well, it was weird on several levels. It was weird and insulting on several levels. I'll tell you this flat out. I watched the whole thing. I'll give you just the uh, the shortened, abridged version of it because Joe got confused, made some mistakes. Here's a, let's walk through it a little bit, shall we? No, that uh, I there uh, there is hope for some uh, religious collaboration down the road here, uh, as Rabbi Beals will tell you. Uh, my uh, my daughter married a Jewish young man, and uh, I you know dream of every 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 Catholic father that she marry a Jewish doctor. But- Wait, that's a little stereotypical kind of a thing. Every Catholic father, 
hopes that his daughter would marry a Jewish doctor. A little stereotypical joke, kind of rude. Continue. But uh, all kidding aside, he did. He's a, he's a great surgeon. And uh, and we wanted to have a, a co-confessional uh, um, wedding. Co-confessional? I think he means co-celebrant, where you might have people from different faiths, an interfaith celebration of marriage. And everybody said, what do you mean by that? And Robert, I'll tell you, I contacted a friend of mine uh, in Delaware who's passed away. She was just an incredible woman to find me a rabbi who'd come and and preside in a Catholic church, the oldest Catholic church in the state that I belonged to, it, built in 1842. And uh, we had a chuppah on the altar. And he blathers for a while and then he starts talking about a hymn that he loves a hymn that he's really happy about but he kind of gets lost my favorite hymn in the catholic church based on a psalm and it says may he lift you up on eagle's wings and bear you on the breath of dawn and let the light shine upon you etc and uh and hold you in the palm of his hand and they played and i'm my mind's going blank now yeah your mind's going blank now he couldn't remember the dance with the chair, but he remembered part of the song. Joe, what was that last one? My mind's going blank now. Yeah. Check, please. He's done. 